Welcome back to the AM Show. I'm Miles Davis alongside Andre Monroe. Andre, how's it going today? It's going pretty good. How about you, Miles? Pretty good, man. I'm excited to start playoffs tomorrow, and I'm excited to see which teams will be advancing to the second round and which teams will be going home in complete shame. Yeah, it, it kind of came quick. Um, these eight games and now playoffs start tomorrow. First round is going to be really exciting. And also, I, before we start giving our predictions, because that's where that's what we're going to be doing this episode. But before we start doing that, I just want to say it's been like it's been so great that we've been able to watch the NBA and absolutely no coronavirus tests have come positive out of um, and we've been here for like a month. I think the bubble players have been in the bubble for like a month and there's still no positive tests. So I just want to say thanks to all the NBA players, NBA uh, protocols, all that, Adam Silver, because I did not expect it to be this good. All right, let's move to our first matchup of the of the day tomorrow, which will be Jazz versus Nuggets. So, Andre, who do you see coming out in the first round of that matchup? Jazz and uh, okay, Jazz and Nuggets. So, I think this is going to be easy um, for me. I think the Utah Jazz—they're in kind of a weird state because they have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. But are they two players who can lead your team to a championship? I don't think so. So they're going to be in a weird position. They're still growing, of course. Donovan Mitchell's still young. But I do think the Nuggets will take this. I think it'll be the Nuggets and about five. Um, yeah, I think the Jazz will be able to still one or two games. Two games at the most. But I, my official prediction is it'll be Nuggets and five. The Nuggets have just, they're too deep. And they have um, just the better starting five. The better coach, in my opinion. And they're going to take this in about five. Yeah, I think when I'm thinking about this matchup, what comes to mind is, does can Utah's secondary players, such as Mike Conley, Joe Ingles, will they be able to step up to such an extent that they can beat the Denver Nuggets in a best-of-seven series? But I, I don't, just like you, Andre, I just don't see that happening. Because of how Mike Malone and Denver has looked this entire season, up until the bubble and at this moment, with with Michael Porter Jr. suddenly coming to fruit, his play, elevating, still having Nikola Jokic do his things, um, Jamal Murray, Bol Bol, of course, can't forget about Bol Bol, and so that's why I also have the Denver Nuggets winning the series in five games. All right, glad that we agree. Um, we can move on to the next first round matchup. We'll stay in the Western Conference for now. Uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks. This is an interesting series. I want to see your opinion on this first. Who do you think is going to win, and how many games do you think it will take? I think I I ooh I remember we talked about this matchup a little in last week's episode a little bit, and looking back at it now, because of how clutch Kawhi Leonard is in the playoffs, because Paul George is Paul George, because the Clippers have a very stacked have a very solid roster with Doc Rivers at the helm of the coaching position. I think the Clippers will be the victor in this series, but I do think the Mavs could give the Clippers some sort of trouble. So I have the Clippers winning in six games. Yeah, I think I said this briefly in the last episode, is that the Mavericks, they have actually probably the best offense in the league right now with Chris Ostrzingis, Luka paired up, um, and they have a lot of great shooters, Seth Curry, um, they have a lot of great shooters too, as well to back up Luca and Porzingis. They have great, uh, a great bench, great depth. But 
I think, like you said, the Clippers have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, kind of a two-headed monster. And as much as it, as much as I want to pick the Mavericks, because the Mavericks can beat the Clippers. Let's not get that um, let's not get that mixed up. The the Mavericks can beat the Clippers, especially by scoring. But the thing about the Clippers is that they match up well with the Mavericks because they have great defense. They have Kawhi and. Paul George, who can guard uh, Luka, who can they can throw on Luka, and can at least try to maintain him. So I do think the Mavericks, like the first three quarters, they can give the Clippers fits. But where the where the two teams separate is, uh, the Mavericks are kind of iffy when it comes to the fourth quarter play, when it comes to clutch moments. And I think Kawhi and Paul George, veteran experience, will um, will be the X factor here, and it'll be the reason why they win. I think I'm going to go with you, Clippers in six. Yeah, but I do think that if the Mavericks are going to have any chance of upsetting this Clippers team, it has to be through Kristaps Porzingis. Kristaps Porzingis is going to have to have a monster series because if he gets started, I don't really see anybody on the Clippers being able to contain him for 48, 40, for 40, 30 to 40 minutes each game, you know? Yeah, it's a similar thing with the Lakers too. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because – same thing with the um, Lakers. The Clippers, they can guard LeBron, but they have no one to throw at AD. And they have no one to throw at Kristaps Porzingis either. And that's kind of where they fall short is their um, center um, depth. But because they have Zubac, and he's, you know, kind of regressing. They have Montrez Harrell, who is a good center. He's a good scoring center, but on defense, he's not that good. And he's only 68. So I do think Kristaps Porzingis can hit the three. He can hit the mid-range. He can... He's great at inside scoring. He's great on all levels. He just has to be consistent, healthy, and I think the Mavericks can give them fits. But like I said, uh, Kawhi and Paul George will be just a tad too much. All right, moving on to the next matchup in the Western Conference. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder going up against the Houston Rockets. So, Andre, who do you have winning this matchup? What sucks is that we've not we're gonna we're not gonna be able to see Russell Westbrook for the first couple of games. I think I think that was a report he's gonna miss the first couple of games in the first round. So that's unfortunate because of course the Thunders, Russell Westbrook's former team, and it'll, that's just a great storyline, and we love storylines in the NBA playoffs and in sports. But um, the Thunder, they're a great team. No one expected them to make the playoffs. I believe they had a point two point two chance to make the playoffs according to NBA experts, quotations around experts. Um, and it's just um, surprising to me how Chris Paul just led these guys to the playoffs. And not just Chris Paul, they have a good team. They have uh, Gallinari, who was traded to the Thunder uh, by the Clippers. They have Shea Gilchrist Alexander, Alexander, who is one of the best shooting guards, young shooting guards in the league. And they have um, great center Stephen Adams. I think he's one of the most underrated centers in the league. They have a great starting five. They have a great team. Uh, they have a great young players. So I don't know why they were overlooked before the season, but we're here now, and I do think they can take it to six, but I do think the Rockets, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, is going to be too much. But the X factor is going to be, can the Thunder take advantage of Russell Westbrook being out for those first two games, and it's still a couple games? Because, in my opinion, if the the Thunder are able to go up 2-0, if Russell Westbrook misses the two, first two games, the Thunder can go up 2-0. And if they go up 2-0, then I'm going to have to change my pick. But I do think James Harden is going to come in clutch and win the series, win those games for them. But I'm going to say Rockets and six. Yeah, I think when I was saying, when I was saying about this pick, I had to 
think about the I had to think about the duration that Russell Westbrook will be out. If he is out for two games, then I think, oh yeah, the Rockets are gonna win. But if he's out the entire series, then that kind of changes things. So, but I do think, as you said, Russell Westbrook should be back towards the end of this series. And because of that, that's why I have the Rockets in actually seven games. I think seven games. Okay, seven. That's, that's, okay. that's a good prediction. Um, we can move on to the last Western Conference matchup. This is going to be the Lakers against the Portland Trailblazers. Dame beat Dame, actually Dame and CJ McCollum and Yusuf Nurkic, uh, Nurkic came in clutch in the playoff tournament yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies to, of course, make it to the playoffs, and now they're here um, as the eighth seed, and they're going to be facing the Lakers. So what is your prediction on this series? Ooh. This one, I've heard a lot of chatter about this series. Some people, some Analysts have talked about how, oh, yeah, the Blazers have a good chance of dethroning the number one seed Lakers and upsetting them in the very first round. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, it's possible because you have Damian Lillard, because you have CJ McCollum, because you have Carmelo Anthony. You have a very complete team. You have Yusuf Nurkic, Zach Collins, Hassan Whiteside, Gary Trent Jr. A very complete team, especially in comparison to what the Lakers have. But because the Lakers have LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time, on their team. I can't go against them in the first round and because LeBron James has help. He has Anthony Davis. Because he has Anthony Davis, I have the Lakers in six games. Yeah, I agree with you, Miles. And I'm going to correct you a little bit. I'm going to say he's the greatest player of all time. And because he's the greatest player of all time, He's going to, this is going to be easy. I think a lot of people are overthinking this. Of course, Dame is great. He's a great player. And they have great shooters. Gary Trent Jr., who thought he would be such a compliment off the bench? Who thought CJ McCollum would take over a game like he did yesterday and um, against the games in the bubble? But one thing about the Blazers are they are a scoring machine, right? We all know that. Uh, they're a scoring machine. But... Just think about their interior defense. I've watched the Grizzlies game, and I watched almost all of their games in the bubble. And the one glaring issue was their interior defense. Um, and especially, they have a couple of short guards. Of course, Dame is only six feet, I think, and C.J. McClellan is on the short side as well. So they have short guards, and they have they have a couple of good centers. Asan Whiteside and Nurkic is a good are good centers, but their interior defense is just not that good. And what is the Lakers' number one? Um, thing on the offense they go to the post they go to the post with ad and even lebron loves loves to drive it and i'm just imagining lebron driving it on because who's going to guard him who's going to guard him dame can't guard him cj mccollum can't guard him um nurkic is not going to guard him i'm thinking carmelo might have to guard him but carmelo at what 36 um 37 however old he is he's not going to guard lebron because no one can guard lebron in the league so i'm i'm just imagining right now lebron can get to the hole whenever he wants. That's an issue because LeBron, when he faces the Clippers or when he faces the Rockets, I mean, not the Rockets, but when he faces the Clippers, he may not be able to drive as much because they have Kawhi, Paul George, and they have a great interior defense. But against the Blazers, he's going to eat that up, and I think that's going to be the X factor, and I think that's why the Lakers are going to win this in four. Yes, I said in four. They're going to sweep the Blazers. 
All right, let's move on to our first matchup that we will be seeing tomorrow from the Eastern Conference. It is the Brooklyn Nets versus the reigning champion Toronto Raptors. So, Andre, who comes out of that series as the victor? It is easy, the Raptors. Um, I think no one's going to argue this. I think the interesting part is going to be how many games, and I'm going to say it's going to be a four. This is going to be a quick sweep. Um, but I do want to talk about the Nets being just amazing without KD, without Kyrie, without Spencer Dinwiddie, and this bubble. And is and Karis LeVert has been, he's just a bucket, man. He can score whenever he wants to, it seems. So next year, look out for the Nets. They're going to be scary. I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to think about Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Kyrie, KD. I don't even want to think about it. Jared Allen, DeAndre Jordan, I do not want to think about it. But for now... We're um, going to be glad to say that the Nets are going to lose this one um, and four. I think the Raptors are going to get this in four. So I was very, very impressed with how the Nets played against uh, Portland on, I believe, Friday it was? Or it was Thursday. It was Thursday or Friday. Thursday, yeah. And because that Karis LeVert basically put the team on his back, and took a team like Portland to the last shot, basically. I I think that Brooklyn could keep this series close, not from a game standpoint, but like from each game. I think each game is going to be pretty close. But in the end, I I just don't see them being able to pull it out because of that lack of star power and because of the great foundation that the Raptors organization is. So therefore, I think that the Raptors will take this in five games. All right, I, yeah, I, I can see them stealing one because it is the bubble. And what we've we seen from the bubble so far is that teams like the Nets, teams like the Jazz, like lower level teams can easily have a spark plug off the bench or have a spark plug and the starting lineup that can just go for 40, can go for 30, can go for 50. And a lot of these bench players, a lot of these contributing players have been playing out of their minds in this boat because, of course, there's not many, it's not much pressure. But we can move on to the next series. This is going to be one of the, for me and you, the most important series in this playoff. Uh, and it's going to be the Celtics and Sixers in the first round. So before I talk about this, I'm going to see your opinion. What do you think is going to happen in this series? So I think this series lives and dies by Joel Embiid. I think that he is the most important player on the court at all times because if he play if he plays to the caliber that we know that he can, then I think the Sixers will come out on top. If he doesn't and I and if Brett Brown's game plan affects how Joel Joel Embiid is what Joel Embiid is best at, then I think oh yeah, we're going to lose in the first round and something's gonna, some changes are going to have to be made. And then you and I are going to have to make that rant video that we always talked about. But I just because of the talent that's on the Sixers from both an offensive and defensive standpoint with Josh Richardson and Matisse Steibel and the list goes on and on, I have the Sixers winning in six games. So me and you are on the same page. I have the Sixers winning in seven. Yes, seven. Okay. Because the only good thing 
because the Sixers actually match up very well against the Celtics, and not let's not forget about Al Horford, who knows their playbook. They he knows how they coach. He knows what they want to go to. Um, and we can't because the Celtics have been inconsistent in this bubble so far. Jason Tatum has been inconsistent. The whole Celtics team has been inconsistent. And what is the Sixers number one? Um, the thing they're best at as their interior scoring. Joel Embiid, Al Horford. That's why I think Al Horford should probably start in this series because of the matchups that they can exploit. Um, Dale Tice, he's an okay center. Ennis Cantor, he's an eh, below average center. And I'm just thinking about the matchup. Joel Embiid, because no one could guard Joel Embiid on that team. And even Al Horford can take advantage of Dale Tice and um, Ennis Cantor. So I do think that was going to be a matchup to watch. And if the Sixers can prevail in that matchup if Embiid can dominate, if Al Horford can dominate, not even, he doesn't have to score 20, just give us 14 to 16 points, give us 13 points, uh, and just be good on defense, that's all we're asking Al Horford to do. But the one thing about the Celtics that concerns me is their scoring, but the Sixers also have a great defense, you could put Matisse Thybul on Kemba, you could put Matisse Thybul on Jason Tatum, um, you have Tobias Harris too. Um, and I think this team, Sixers, because if you look at the net rating of the Sixers, they're, with Joel Embiid on the court, they're one of the best offenses in the NBA with him on the court. But when they're off, when he's off the court, they go down by a lot. And when you talk about the absence of Ben Simmons, I think it's going to matter, but not as much as people are thinking because we already know Ben Simmons, he's already not going to shoot. He's already... Um, not going to take advantage of the defense, what the defense gives them. We already know that. And that's a thing that, because that's the thing that hurts the Sixers. Now, Ben Simmons, of course, helps the Sixers in a ton of ways that outweighs that. But Ben Simmons hurts the Sixers in a lot of ways. And with him out of the lineup, that uh, lack of spacing is going to improve. We're going to have spacing for once, finally. Um, and we're going to have... Um, we're going to have the opportunity to give John Lee the ball in the post and have him just feed the post. Now, I know I'm rambling, but... If we can just take advantage of the interior scoring and the interior defense of the Celtics, and if we can, and if we can limit their scoring, if we can limit Kemba, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, if we can do that, I think the Sixers. A lot of people are down the Sixers. We can win in seven and six, even six, if we just take advantage of that, and if Brad Brown can be a smart coach for once. All right, let's move on to the third Eastern Conference matchup, which will be on Tuesday at 1.30, and that is the Magic versus the Bucks. So, Andre, I think I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear it from you first. Yeah, um, definitely my answer is going to be Magic and four. Magic and four. That's my answer. I know you're joking, but I, 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 I was kind of, I was, I yes, was kind of. Yes, I am. Okay, I just want to clarify. I am joking. Bucks in four. This is this is so easy. And what I hate is that the Magic get the eight seed almost every year. For the last three years, they've had that eight seed. They just win. They just lose every single year. Now they did steal one game from the Raptors. I think it was last year. But why are the Magic in here? Like, come on now. The Bucks are going to easily sweep the Raptors. Everyone Giannis is probably going to score right 16. knows what's going to happen in this series. They have nobody to guard Giannis. They have no clutch shooter. They have no playmaker. 
Markel Fultz isn't going to suddenly develop a jump shot and be the point guard that they have been looking for for the past, I don't know, five to seven years. Like, Nikola Vucevic isn't going to suddenly become Joel Embiid and carry your team. Like, I don't understand why. Like, I get shot. Like, yes, Sean Clifford is a good coach. What about Mobamba? But this team just isn't it. You got you to gotta watch out for Mobamba. But they don't play him. Nobody <laughs> plays. They don't play Mobamba. And that's what frustrates me is that he's such a he's a great talent, but they never play him. Like, honestly, just trade him away so that a actually decent team can actually utilize his potential. Because yeah, he's... I might not even watch a game from the series. Now, if... If no sports are on, then I might watch it, but I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm uninterested in this. This is the least interesting series of all the playoffs, um, of all the rounds. But yeah, the Bucks are going to win in four. If there's still a game, then I think we're going to be. We're going to have to be concerned about the Bucks. If they, if I wouldn't be too shocked if they still stole a game because they stole a game from the Raptors in Toronto. Because they did that. So I wouldn't be shocked. But like, I wouldn't take it too much. Like, I wouldn't take it to be like, oh no, the Bucks are going to lose this series. Oh no, because they lost game one or game two or game three. Or even game four. What the heck? Like, but if they lose two, then if it's two games by a convincing margin, it seems Orlando has a good shot then I would be concerned. Because even if Milwaukee wins this series, you're probably going to have to go up against Miami, and they're going to be a lot tougher of a team. They are a much more mentally strong team. And I think that if they it takes them six games to beat Orlando, then I think Miami will give them a much tougher time, and they may not even make it past second round. All right, now this series that we're going to be talking about right now, this series is going to be entertaining. Heat versus Pacers, TJ Warren, Bubble God versus Jimmy Butler. Who do you think is going to win this series? I got the Heat. Honestly, I have Heat. Just because because of how Jimmy Butler locked down TJ Warren, I see them... I I just... And because of, as I said earlier, how much of a... How complete of a team they are, I don't see Indiana being able to match them up to such an extent that they win four games in this series. So that's why I have Heat winning in five games. All right, that's understandable. I have the Heat winning in six. All, uh, all I want to see is a probably an I want to see an altercation, probably not a fight because you know we don't promote violence, but an altercation would be nice to see. I would not. I'm going to watch the series just to see if T.J. Warren and Jimmy Butler are going to have an altercation because they're going to guard each other. Um, they're going to match up with each other, and they're going to be put on each other. So it's going to be interesting to see if we have an altercation, and it's going to be also interesting to see um, whether T.J. Warren can score a couple points on Jimmy Butler, not points as in NBA points, but like points as in because like matchup points because so far Jimmy Butler is up on T.J. Warren. He's up. Because he just knocked him down the other game. He also won in the regular season. So I think Jimmy Butler is like 3-0 for, say, TJ Warren right now. Um, he's up a couple of points. So TJ Warren definitely needs to come back and score a couple of points. Um, because he's, he's kind of looking sad right now. He's down bad right now. So, uh, But yeah, I have the Heat and 5. Um, no, Heat and 6. Heat and 6. Yeah, Heat and 6. All right, do, are we doing second round? 
Or are we just going to wait until the next? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I think we can, I think we can do it. I think we can breeze by it. Um, because it's, it's going to be a couple interesting matchups coming up. Now, if now if we don't get them all right, then we're going to have to do a second version, of yep. course. But yeah, we can do a uh, second round. So we can start with the Eastern Conference this time. It's going to be the Heat versus the Bucks. Who do you got? I got Bucks and six. Now remember, this is this is off of the idea that the Bucks sweep Orlando. I think, depending on the amount of games that it takes Milwaukee to beat Orlando, will impact how Milwaukee does in the rest of the series. If it takes four, great. I have them beating Heat in six. If it takes them five, maybe seven. If it takes them seven games, I have the Heat winning the series. Okay. But right now, because because I have Milwaukee winning in four, I have Milwaukee winning in six. That's actually an interesting way to think about it. I'm going to have to take the Heat. Yes. The, the heat. heat and seven. Yes, okay. the Heat and seven. And here's why. First of all, um, I think statistically, Bam Adebayo is the best defender on Giannis Antetokounmpo now. This it surprised me that there's even a stat for that because I saw it on Twitter. There's a stat for who's the best defenders on Giannis, and that just speaks to Giannis's greatness. The fact that there's a stat on who's the best players that's guarding him. I think the only players who really have a stat on that is him and LeBron. But um, yeah, uh, I think Bam Adebayo is probably the best defender Giannis-wise. They have um, they have great defenders that can match up with Giannis. They have a great gritty tough team. The Heat do. Um, so yeah, I think. The one issue that I'm concerned about the Heat is their shooting, um, their lack of shooting, perimeter shooting, but they have Duncan Robinson, an absolute sniper, and they have a couple shooters, but um, Jimmy Butler, jump shot has been lacking. Uh, Bam Adebayo doesn't have much of a jump shot. They just lost to Derrick Jones here, um, but I do think the Heat, I think I think it's going to go to seven. I think it's definitely going to go to seven, and I think the Heat is going to prevail. Now, even if the Heat don't prevail, I do still think it's going to go to seven. So whichever team wins, I don't care. But I do think it's going to go to seven. In my opinion, that the Heat is going to take it in seven. All right, let's move on to our next the next Eastern Conference semifinal. It is a rematch of last year. Sixers versus Raptors. Andre, do you think the, do you think we get a repeat of what happened last year? I think we definitely get a repeat, and if I know we're I know we're not with Ben Simmons, I know we don't have Ben Simmons, but it's gonna really upset me because if you look at the loss of Ben Simmons, if you look at the loss of Kawhi Leonard, I think the loss of Kawhi Leonard is much more impactful than um, the loss of Ben Simmons. Now that's probably a stupid way to think of it, but I do think that the Raptors if the Raptors beat us without Kawhi, I think I'm gonna be really disappointed as a Sixers fan, and we might have to rant about Brett Brown in this organization. But if this matchup does come to fruition, I do think the Sixers are going to get it in six. Yes, six. The Raptors have a great defense, but they have tons of streaky players. Uh, Kyle Lowry is a streaky player. Fred Van Vliet is a streaky player. They have tons of streaky players. And I think in the playoffs, um, that's not going to work having a streaky player who could just score 30 and get you the win on one day. So. I do think it's going to be Sixers and Six. I do think uh, we match up well with the Raptors. The issue, the issue that I have with picking the Sixers here, is that we have not beaten the Raptors all season. That that statement 
That fact is what genuinely scares me, how we have not been able to beat this team somehow the entire season. Well, that's, well I don't think Joel Embiid's going to score zero again. Well, yeah, I mean, you could say like, oh, yeah, Joel Embiid didn't really play last game. But also, Brett Brown did lose to an assistant coach. So, are you ex- if you expect me for Brett Brown to actually find a way to coach this team to victory, then that's not happening because he couldn't even be their assistant coach. So, what makes you think that he's going to be able to out coach Nick Nurse that's in a set game? That's true. I don't but, see. but the Sixers, if it, even the Sixers, with, the Sixers without Ben Simmons, is still a better roster, in my opinion, than the Raptors. Um, oh, I definitely think that the Sixers roster is better than the Raptors, but just because of that coaching difference, I, I just, I, I just can't, I just can't. I get, I get. Nick Nurse is a great coach. Nick Nurse is a is a great coach. Just came off of a win in the finals, but I do think that the Brett Brown can out coach a Brad Stevens, which he's gonna. He's going to have to do if we have any chance in that Boston series. If he can outcoach Brad Stevens, and I think he has a chance against Nick Nurse. I do get that last year he didn't do that well against Nick Nurse, um, coaching-wise. But we have to we have to talk about the loss of Kawhi Leonard. And you can say that the Raptors have been great in the regular season without Kawhi Leonard. But look at their DeMar DeRozan days and their Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan days. They had like 50 wins over and over again and got swept by LeBron. So I do think we can definitely beat the Raptors. Just because of just because of that anti-clutch factor that the Sixers have had in fourth quarters this season, I I I think that we'd, we'd be able to pull off I like to be honest in the end I see a repeat. Last year I have Raptors in 7 here. I, I wish I could say, oh, yeah, the Sixers are going to win. We're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. After all this time of getting getting knocked out in the second round of the Eastern Conference semis, no more we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. We might have a chance to play in the NBA Finals and win a championship. But I, I, just, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. All right, I think that's our first disagreement. Um, I I do see that. I I can see that, but I do think the Sixers are going to prevail. I just can't see the Raptors beating the Sixers, and I would be heartbroken. Like that's just P- that's PTSD all over again, right there. I I can't I, take that. Happening. I do think that if we do lose this series, we're going to have to come up with that ranting episode because we're going to because I know that for a fact if we lose to the Raptors again, you're going to have a lot to say, and I already have a lot to say. I'm just I'm just waiting for how this playoff experience goes. If we go to the conference finals, wonderful. We finally did it. Took us three years with probably one of the worst rosters that we've with probably well now about one of the worst playoff rosters we had. That's probably like the second best playoff roster we've had in the past three years, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um and yeah, if the Sixers unless the Sixers make the conference finals. Um, then we're definitely even if they make the conference finals, probably we're de- I'm def- we're definitely making that ranting thing because the Sixers we just we because some things have gone undiscussed to pertain the Sixers and their failures over the last few years. So we're we're definitely gonna have to talk about that after the, these playoffs. The issue is that if the Sixers actually make the conference finals, Brett Brown gets to keep his job. You know. But okay, so 
here's what I, okay, before we move on to the next one, I just want to say this. If the Sixers make the conference finals, I do think Brad Brown keeps his job, but you got to think about it. If we make the conference finals, then what does that say about Ben Simmons? I think Ben Simmons gets traded if we go far in these playoffs. That's probably a hot take, but I, I, at least I think that's what has to happen. It might not happen, but it has to happen. If, well, I because think... that's because that's the underlying issue. Because if we go to the conference finals without um, Ben Simmons and all of these people have been blaming Brad Brown over the last few years, then I think people are going to start looking at Ben Simmons as a problem. What I think will happen if that's the case, if we do make the conference finals, then I think people will start to look at Ben Simmons a lot in a different light. I think Elson Brand will be like, you know what? I might actually have to trade him because we look the amount of value we can we can trade for the trade value that he has will help provide Joel Embiid with someone that can actually like pair with him. But then, but the issue is is that what would man, will this convince management to trade him? Because I know that Elton Brand wanted to trade Ben Simmons this year at the beginning of this year. He looked into trading Ben Simmons, but management said no. So the question is if Elton Brand. If the if the Sixers make the conference finals and Elton Brand wants to trade Ben Simmons because he's like, oh yeah, him and him and Simmons aren't working. If we, we can trade Simmons, get a lot of value from him, and get a player that can actually help us win a championship that gels well with Embiid, would management say yes then? Or would they still be like, no, let's keep him. We can win a championship with him. Even though it's clearly that they can't do that. But are they just gonna try again and try and take the chances, even though it's probably very low that that happens. But are they going to take that chance? Well, I think anything management says, you got to take with a grain of salt. The Sixers manager was probably one of the worst in the league, let's be honest. Um, and I've said this many times, but the Sixers management, Joe Harris, that front office, a lot of people in that front office needs to go, including, including Elton Brand, if he continues to make these poor decisions um, over the next few years. But... Uh, yeah, um, that's going to be an interesting thing to look out for. If How far the Sixers team goes and what that says about Brad Brown, what that says about Joel Embiid, and what that says about Ben Simmons, that's going to be one of the biggest storylines and playoffs for me, at least. Um, but we can move on to the conference finals. Um, so you have the Raptors. So this is going to be kind of confusing because you have the Raptors versus the Bucks, right? Yes. And I have the Heat versus the Sixers. So this is going to be... We have completely... Different brackets here. Yeah. That's that's one of the issues that if you're trying to do an entire playoffs, is that eventually something is gonna change because I don't think anyone's ever going to agree completely. You know? That's true, that's true, that's true. But you can you can give your your um input on this. Go ahead. Alright, so I think I think it's the or for me personally, I have Bucks and Five. I have Bucks and Five. For this one, gotcha. Um, I'm going to have to say <laughs> Heat versus Sixers. Um, Sixers and Sixers and not. Nah, uh, this is confusing. Heat and six. Um, yes, Heat and six versus the Sixers. If this is the finals matchup, which probably not the likeliest uh, matchup in a conference finals, but if this does happen, then it's going to be the Heat and seven, and have the Heat going to the finals no now that i say it out loud it kind of sounds i'm kind of skeptical about it um i mean like uh, what i'm confused about i think the bucks 
are very mortal, you know? They're not like they're not like the Lakers where it's like or the Clippers where it's like, oh, you have LeBron. That's true. You 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 because you have this player, you're automatically gaining success, right? Yeah, I see the Bucks as a team that has the potential to lose. They're not they're a very mortal team, the way I see it. Yeah, because and that's why when I feel like if they've like that's why I wasn't like completely shocked. When I saw when I heard your heat prediction, I mean I think that the Bucks, because of Giannis, I have them winning. But I wouldn't be too shocked because they're a mortal team. So, you know? so earlier when we when we when I gave that Heat versus Bucks prediction, um I do recall myself saying that um I would personally take the Heat in seven, but I do recall me saying that it's gonna go seven and it could go either way. So because of this, and because me saying out loud, me saying the Heat is going to the finals out loud, and me talking about the Heat's Heat this way, um, it's kind of making me skeptical about the Heat's chances. I I was not this high on them, but now I'm high on them for some reason. But I do want to go back to the <laughs> semifinals, and I do want to change my pick to Boston Seven. Now I'm not changing it all the way because I did say it was going to go seven. I do, I'm a firm believer that it's going to go seven because okay. they just they match up so well with each other. It, it's like any given Sunday type of thing. But I'm going to change it to Bucks and seven. So Bucks and seven. But, then they but move you know on. what, Andre? You know, you know what I'm going to do, Andre? I'm going to listen to you. I never thought I'd say this because I am a firm Sixer pessimist. But I am willing because of what you said about how of this Raptors roster without Kawhi Leonard and because that Sixers team took that Raptors roster to seven games, right? I actually will take the Philadelphia 76ers. And which thing are you going uh, back to? But I will do it in seven games. I have the Sixers winning in seven games instead. Against the Raptors, okay. Yes. Okay, that's okay. That's interesting. So we both have the Bucks and Sixers now. So Bucks versus Sixers. Give your prediction. All right. Ooh. This team gave us a lot of trouble. And I think that the game changer is going to be Al Horford. Because one of the reasons I heard why Elton Brand signed Al Horford, not just so that Joel Embiid wouldn't have to cover, he wouldn't cover Joel Embiid in the playoffs, but also that he was supposed to guard Giannis. If he suddenly is able to guard Giannis Antetokounmpo, then the Sixers can win the series. I genuinely believe that. Because I don't think that Chris Middleton is going to be able to step it up to that much of an extent. You know? And yeah, I agree. And let's not, let's not shy away from it. Yeah, I get that slandering Giannis is kind of dangerous because he can prove you wrong, um, just like many superstars. But... We let's be honest. We have not seen Giannis do good in the playoffs um, at all. Last year, he just shut down versus um, the Raptors, and I think uh, because people talk about that a lot, talk about Giannis shutting down versus the Raptors and Kawhi supposedly lock him up. But I think the game changer against the um, Raptors last season when the Bucks faced them was that it was a double overtime game, I believe, um, or it was a it was an overtime game. I don't know if it was double overtime or just one overtime, but I was watching Giannis last year against the Raptors in that game two, I believe it was, 
and he looked very, very tired and you can say this was because of an experience but he just didn't seem like he was ready for kind of that playoff for playing 48 minutes 45 minutes you know that much dedication um, and that much um, endurance uh, in the playoffs and I think in the playoffs you got to have a certain endurance um, and dedication you got to play all these minutes and you got to be consistent for all those minutes uh, in order to win and I didn't see and I didn't see that x-factor or that superstar ability from Giannis last year can he have it this year probably um, he just won MVP again well he's going to win MVP again but I do um, I do agree with you that the Sixers can at least be competitive but I'm going to have to say that the Bucks are going to take this in six. I agree. Honestly, like when I, so I'm actually filling out my bracket as we're speaking right now. And I actually had Bucks in six as well. I think that even though Giannis, that Al Horford may lock down Giannis, I don't really see it. But then I also think that Chris, who's going to guard Chris Middleton? Is Matisse Stiebel going? Is Brett Brown going to have Matisse Stiebel starting and guard Chris Middleton? You know. Yeah, I, I did see. I actually saw a report that Matisse Stiebel may be entered into the starting lineup for the Celtics series to guard Jason Tatum because you have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Kemba Walker. You have a lot of scores that you're going to have to need to account for. And I don't know how reliable Shake Milton's going to be if they decide to start him. I don't know how reliable Josh Richardson is going to be. But um, yeah, Bucks and six. We can move on to the Western Conference, and the first matchup that we can talk about is the Clippers versus the Nuggets. I believe we both had that, right? Yep. All right, so, which, what, what, who do you think is going to take that? Clippers. I have Clippers. Yeah, I think this is simple. I have the Clippers, and actually, five. Okay, I had to think about that, but I have them in five. Um, I think the Nuggets are going to be able to steal one game, but the Nuggets... Don't really match up well with the Clippers. The Clippers have too much firepower and star power for the Nuggets. Um, so yeah, I think the Clippers are gonna take that in five. Yeah, I think this is just like the Mavericks series. I have the idea like who is going to be guarding the big man, who's guarding Nikola Jokic, you know? But even though that, like, oh yeah, Nikola Jokic is still there, who's gonna guard him, blah blah blah. Like, who's guarding Kawhi? Who's guarding Paul George? You you understand? Who's Patrick Beverly is probably going to be guarding Jamal Murray. So and Paul George might and he might switch on to him from time to time when P- Patrick Beverly's resting or something like that. You know. Yeah. So actually, I have I have Clippers in four. I think that I am very confident in this Clippers roster, especially in comparison to the. Nuggets, because the Nuggets haven't really gotten, they remind me a little bit of the Sixers, how they haven't really gotten past the second round, you know? So I I, I just feel like because of the talent that's on this Clippers roster, I have them winning in four games. I think them having Nikola Jokic tomorrow morning, I think they can at least still one game now. Uh, But the thing that I'm thinking of is because when you're in the playoffs, you go to, you would have to go to Denver for two games. And of course, we all know with Denver. Um, that advantage can be. Then you have to go to the um, Staples Center against the Clippers. So this whole traveling back and forth thing, um, that's usually an X factor in the playoffs. When you got to travel to the t- other team city, and that can be a thing that can um, lead to upsets. But in this particular 
bubble, there's no traveling, there's no pressure of the away crowd. And that's going to be an interesting concept. And that's, in my opinion, in my opinion, that's bad. That's a bad thing for the team that's not favored because for the team that's not favored, you can you can usually steal a game because you're on your home court or your your fans rally you up or something like that. But in this bubble, it's just going to be who's the better team, who can just go out and win. And I think you're going to see a lot of sweeps because of that, because there's no um, home court advantage or anything like that. But um, I do agree with you. The Clippers are going to win that one. We can move on to the Lakers versus the Rockets. Um, I believe you both have that. And <sighs> Lakers Rockets, what do you think about this one? I'm not sure. I am I'm on the fence about this series because I'm not sure how that home away differential is going to impact the Rockets. So I'm I'm I know that the Lakers are going to win this series. That's that's like that's automatically my prediction. The issue I have is the amount of games it's going to take them to win that series. Because I don't know whether or not James Harden and Russell Westbrook are going to suddenly have that like one game where they just combine for like a solid 70 or 80 points and there's nothing the Lakers can do and they know that and they're just like okay, that's one game and it's 3-1. You know? And because I see that happening, that's why I have Lakers in five games. Okay, I, I, I agree with you. Lakers are going to win this because, of course, I don't think there's no one on the... Because this is the same issue with the Blazers. We all know the Rocky small ball concept. concept and what, who are they going to put on AD? PJ Tucker? Like, that's going to be... That's just going to be an obliteration, in my opinion. So, I do agree with you. Lakers and six for me, though, because... The Rockets have Russell Westbrook and James Harden, and I think the the combination of them can they're going to take it to six. And also the X factor of the Rockets is how many threes they can make because one day they can miss 27 straight threes like they did a couple years ago, but then one day they're totally on and they can just beat you because of their barrage of three pointers. So um, I do think the Rock the Lakers are going to win this one, but if the Rockets can turn that on, flip that switch. Um, and hit those threes and defend well, um, I think it's going to take the six. But I do think the Lakers, because the Rockets are just a bad matchup for the Lakers, um, or a bad matchup, the, the Lakers are a bad matchup for the Rockets, I think the Lakers are going to beat them in six. All right, let's move on to the Western Conference Finals, the long-awaited matchup that everyone is pro- is a lot of people are probably predicting. It is the Battle of LA. It is the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Los Angeles Clippers. So, Andre, who do you have winning the Western Conference Finals and will be representing the Western Conference in this year's NBA Finals? Oh my. Okay, so this has been talked about literally all season. I mean, the day I want to go back to, I don't know what date it was. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what date it was. But the morning, it was about 1 a.m. 1 a.m. to a.m. around that time. And it was announced that Paul George was traded to Clippers for four first-rounders, Gallinari and Shea Gilders-Alexander, I believe it was. That And that started the whole L.A. versus L.A. thing. And then I think a couple hours later, Kawhi announced that he was going to the Clippers. And that begun the predictions. And we know how the NBA media does it. Um, it could be the preseason. It could be before. It could be training camps, and people would be making their finals um, predictions. And a lot of people thought the Clippers were going to win, but a lot of people looked at the Lakers, and they had LeBron and AD. 
and it just was a storyline to follow literally all season and come to the end of the season um, and being that the Lakers or the Clippers beat the Lakers opening day and they actually were 2-1 against them because I believe they beat them later in the season too the Lakers got their first win against them on uh, right before the season ended but then in the first game against the uh, first game in the bubble I believe it was um, the Lakers beat the Clippers so they're officially 2-2 they're 2-2 in the regular season um, so this whole Elliot versus Elliot thing it's been a thing that I've been going back and forth with all season. But my official prediction, this is something that we've long awaited for. And I can't wait to watch this because it will be LA, LA versus LA. That will That's almost a guarantee um, in the whole entire playoffs. But I want to say Lakers in seven. LeBron is going to be too much for the Clippers. LeBron, we, we know what playoff LeBron can do. Uh, you saw him in 2018, probably one of the best playoff performances from a player. 51-8-8 and against the Golden State Warriors in game one of the finals. Um, he came back down 3-2 from the Celtics um, when he had an absolute terrible supporting cast. And now he has AD. He has veterans all over the place. Uh, Deion Waiters, who's been great so far in the bubble. Danny Green, who could knock down threes. Darrell McGee, Dwight Howard. I think LeBron is going to dominate um, the Clippers. I think he's going to go off. I think playoff LeBron is going to finally wake everyone up again um, from a slumber. We haven't seen playoff LeBron since 2018, and he's going to remind everyone. And I do think the Lakers will win in seven. So I also think the Lakers will be winning. I think that playoff LeBron is, as you said, will be too much for the Clippers. But because, as I, because of what I saw from the last matchup between Clippers and Lakers, and it was actually in the bubble, the first game in the actual game in the bubble. Because of that, I think that AD is going to be an integral part in this matchup. And because of that, I actually had the Lakers winning in six games. I don't, I, I think that because, because of what Anthony Davis provides for LeBron, that last, that, less of a need for everything being on his shoulders now, like he was towards the end of his tenure in Cleveland. I think that this Clippers team, it's going to be easier for the Lakers to beat them because of AD and because of that, that's why I have them winning in six games. Okay, so actually, I was thinking about that when I was making my whole um, speech, and I do think, I'm going to change my pick. I think it's going to be Lakers in 6-2 because I was thinking about that, but then I thought of Kawhi and Paul George, but I do think AD it's going to be the reason why. They, as much as I love playoff LeBron, I think AD is going to be the X factor. And the reason why the Lakers win the series because there's no one who can guard him. There's no one. There's not even anyone they can throw at him because he's so. Um, he's such a diverse, versatile player, and he's so tall, and he's so strong, and he has. He's his whole build is just no one can guard him. So I'm going to change my pick to Lakers and six. Um, and I do think I think we're going to see. Because there's something, there's something to be said for momentum, and of course the the Clippers started off two and two and against the Lakers in the regular season, but the last two games they played, the Lakers are two and against the Clippers, and of course momentum is one of the biggest things in sports, so uh, I think that'll be another X factor X factor for the Clippers or no, the Lakers, and I do think I hope at least that we see playoff LeBron, and I hope we see a couple fifty bombs too or forty bombs. I don't care. But I, this, this is going to be so competitive. I just can't wait to see this. All right. And now, finally, our predicted NBA Finals. 
It is from the Eastern Conference, we have the Milwaukee Bucks, and from the Western Conference, we have the Los Angeles Lakers. So, Andre, who will be the 2019-2020 NBA champion? This is easy. Um, this, this is easier than the Lakers and Clippers, actually. This is um, Lakers versus Bucks, and I do think that it's going to be Lakers, not seven, not six, but Lakers and five. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to be able to take one game because Giannis is going to have one of those games where he just overpowers everyone. Um, but I do think the Lakers, they have the potential to actually sweep the Bucks because um, I think LeBron is going to go off against the Bucks because you can throw Giannis at him, but other than that, you can't really throw anyone at him. So, yeah, I think um, LeBron is going to be the X factor here. Uh, I think AD, with his defensive capacities, I think he's going to be able to at least maintain Giannis um, and uh, after that, I do think uh, the Lakers can beat the clip, not the Clippers, but the Bucks. But it's going to be interesting to see. It, can Giannis actually overpower AD? Because we see it all the time. Giannis just easily moves to the paint and scores in everyone. But so far in the regular season, I think we've seen them play twice. And they, um, I think the, they're one and one against each other. But if Giannis can... If Giannis can overpower AD, which I don't think he can, but if he can overpower AD and when LeBron leaves the floor, if he can dominate when LeBron leaves the floor, when AD leaves the floor, then they can take a game. But I do think it's going to be close to a sweep, but I'm going to take the Lakers in four and five. All right. So I, as just like you, I have the Lakers winning the series, but I do think that I do think that the Bucks may be able to take a game or two off the Lakers, you know, but in the end, I think like this series won't be in doubt. I don't think anybody was gonna be like, "Oh yeah, the Bucks are gonna come out of nowhere and win us win the series." No, I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening on LeBron's watch. So that's why I have the Lakers in six. All right. So who do you who do you think is gonna be Finals MVP then? Oh, LeBron. LeBron, of course. All right. Yeah, I'm just because that's that's something that can go either way because all season we've seen because LeBron is been the MVP of the Lakers. I think we can all agree on that. But AD has led LeBron in statistical, statistical categories. Points per game, rebounds per game, um, plus minus, I think, too. Um, just field goal percentage. I think um, AD can at least, because I think AD is one of the best teams LeBron has had. And I think AD can try to take that from LeBron, actually, if AD goes off a couple games. And also, when we watch LeBron and AD on the floor together, AD um, kind of gets the ball more than LeBron. LeBron defers to LeBron, to AD a lot in the post. So I think um, if LeBron continues to feed AD, which he's been doing all season really, um, if he continues to feed AD, I think AD is going to have a couple monstrous performances and he can probably win finals MVP. But I agree with you, LeBron's uh, going to win finals MVP. His third with um, his third, I think, no, his, I think it's his third finals MVP or his, or his it's something like something with third finals MVP with three different teams. I don't know the exact stat. Do you know um, what it is? I think it's fourth finals MVP with three different teams. Yeah, okay, yeah, with three different teams. Emphasis emphasis on three different teams because I don't think anyone has done that before. So hopefully LeBron does that. Yeah, I think that LeBron is definitely going to be the X factor in this series because I see Giannis guarding probably Anthony Davis in this case. Unless they decide, oh yeah, Giannis on LeBron and then have one of the Lopez brothers guard AD. 
But in the end, I think LeBron's still going to be able to find a way to succeed, and I definitely have him as our as the Finals MVP. So you have it here. The Lakers are both of our championship picks for the NBA playoffs um, 2020 season. But before we end off this episode, I just want to ask a kind of a related slash unrelated question pertaining to LeBron. So if he does this, if he wins his fourth ring, do you think, because you have Michael Jordan as the go right now, do you think, does that change your go pick at all? It depends how he plays. If he drops like 30 points per game, then if he drops 30 points per game and what's it called? If he if he plays like never before, like he played during that 2018 final, finals run, and I think that it looks like throughout every single series that LeBron is so dominant that they didn't have a chance, right? That's when I would consider him the GOAT. But if he played, if he plays a little bit, a little bit off, and he wins, and it's mostly because of Anthony Davis, then I might still say Jordan is the goat. But it's definitely possible for him to, for me, for him to change my viewpoint, you know. But right now, I still think that at the end of this series, Jordan's still the goat in my in my opinion. Yeah, and I I asked that question because this championship ring or this finals this whole playoffs is something that we've never seen before probably we're never ever going to see ever again and just the the adversity that every single team not not just the lakers not just uh, one team the whole entire nba all these 22 teams have had to go through the measures they have to go through avoiding getting corona um trying to stay in shape taking an almost five month break from basketball i think just the adversity that every single person in this bubble has had to go through and whoever can not just lebron i mean whoever can lead their team to a championship this year they're gonna they're going to be looked at differently their legacy is going to be improved a lot because a lot of people are saying there should be an asterisk next to it um but i do think that that um at a quote-unquote asterisk should be a sign that this was kind of harder than usual usual years because a lot of people are saying it's easier. And I don't know how you can say that because just the just the different circumstances that this championship holds um, versus other years, I think it's definitely going to whoever carries their team to a championship is going to improve their legacy by a lot. All right, that's all we have today from the A and M show from Andre. I'm Miles. We'll see you next time.